The John Dillinger Historical Museum is in Nashville. It's located only a few miles from his Mooresville home. The museum is the only one like it in the world. In addition to hundreds of photographs and newspaper articles, it contains realistic reproductions of John Dillinger alive and dead. Many of his belongings are on display, including the bloodstained pants he wore at death and the wooden gun he made to escape from prison. On this, the 50th anniversary of Dillinger's death, the co-owner of the museum tells the Dillinger story. He lost his mother when he was only three, but uh, beyond that, he had a sister who took great good care of him, the uh, best she could for a 16-year-old girl. A uh, father who probably did not get to spend all the time with him that, that he should have had. The first real trouble that John got into was stealing a car when he was about 20. Uh, the fall of 1924, he and another Mooresville fellow robbed an old grocery store owner, and John assaulted the old man, and for this he received a 10 to 20 year sentence. He was paroled in May of 1933, came back to Mooresville, and uh, began uh, stick-ups almost immediately. Everything you've ever heard about John Dillinger happened after he was paroled in May of 1933. And by July of 1934, he was dead. At his funeral, thousands of spectators lined the streets as Dillinger's casket passed by. The original tombstone at his grave is now at the museum. It was replaced because people have chipped off pieces of it as souvenirs. Dillinger is buried at Crown Hill Cemetery. We're told the cemetery didn't want him there, but his family already owned the plot and insisted he be buried there. Marilyn Mitzel for the news, Channel 6. I learned in the interview you're about to hear that Ricky Dean Akers and a buddy broke into the John Dillinger Historical Museum in Nashville, Indiana, two years before Laura Morris went missing. The Brown County Sheriff's Department investigated the burglary that was reported on June 18, 1979. Initial leads suggested that there were at least two people involved and they thought perhaps they were kids, since the broken glass in the doorways suggested that only someone of small stature could gain entrance. Police had images of footprints that were left on the basement door and the floor, which were believed to have been left there by the intruders. Entry was gained through the door into the basement, under the Kisseling Gallery, and then through another door into the museum complex. Several replicas of guns were taken, along with one 38 caliber, four-inch chrome-plated pistol, and a double-barreled shotgun that were both operational, according to news accounts. An article in the Martinsville, Indiana Reporter Times noted that Joe Pinkston, a special deputy sheriff in Morgan County, as well as the part owner of the museum, said, quote, burglars with little respect for the bank-terrorizing reputation of Dillinger kicked through a series of basement doors in the building that housed the museum and took five metal replicas of guns, including a replica of a Thompson machine gun. But what Pinkston considered the lowest blow of all was, quote, the fact that the thieves broke fingers from the wax statue of Dillinger to steal the wooden gun Dillinger used to bluff guards in his escape from the Lake County Jail in March of 1934. I wonder if Akers and his buddy considered the possibility at the time that the wooden gun that they were prying from the wax hand was actually a fake of the fake. Because it was. The real fake gun used by Dillinger was tucked away in a safety deposit box at, ironically, and delightfully, a bank. 
Ricky Akers and Donnie Thomas were 21 and 20, respectively, at the time, and they were arrested about a month after the museum robbery. Five of the six stolen guns were found in the home of Rick Akers in Franklin, Indiana. The other was also eventually located, and they were all returned to the museum. Never trust a woman or an automatic pistol. This quote was attributed to John Dillinger himself. His weapons of choice were the Thompson submachine gun, also known as the Tommy gun, and if my research is correct, it could empty its 100-round drum magazine of 45 caliber ammunition at a rate of 1,000 rounds per minute. Dillinger was also partial to a Colt 45 pistol rigged to fire fully automatic. According to William Helmer, who wrote a biography of the man, Dillinger referred to the Tommy gun as a chopper, and he managed to steal two of them from the Crown Point jail with only a fake wooden pistol with which to control the guards. So why am I telling you about John Dillinger, you ask? It appears that Ricky Dean Akers was obsessed with the infamous bank robber who, along with his gang of married criminals, was accused of robbing 24 banks and four police stations. Dillinger managed to escape jail twice with the assistance of some of these fine fellows, and police were shot in the process. Notably, in an August 8, 1979, Brown County Democrat article, Ricky Akers is described as a student of Dillinger. John Dillinger took his leave from this earth in the exact same way that Ricky Akers did. Both men gunned down in a hail of bullets after pulling a weapon on the feds who were chasing them. But Ricky Akers was no John Dillinger. Apparently he and his cohorts in crime had escalated down a pretty dark path. Because what I really know comes from Bobby. Here's Rick Rufeisen. Like I said, they were all, they all kind of robbed a lot of places. Mm-hmm. And homes, and I guess it escalated to the point, okay, God, what was his name? They all got busted at one point in the jail. And, um, God, what was his name? And I didn't see him. I ain't seen him since. Uh, man, uh, you probably don't even know his name. But I remember when he got out of jail, he come to my house one time. And he told me, he was in tears. And he said, man, he said they were, they started off just robbing places. And then they got to the point they wanted to rob places whenever people were home. Because they were, uh, they, nobody could surprise, come in on a surprise. That's and, why they wanted to do it when people were home so no one would surprise them? Yes, and if you, I don't know if you're from this area. No, I'm not. But, uh-uh. but years ago, there was like, they called the West, West Side Rapist or something like this. Mm-hmm. And I believe that's these people. Really? They were they were doing bad things, and God, I can't even remember his name. I went to school. He was a grade or two ahead of me. He kind of got involved with them. So it's a different person than Acres and Aplanip, you're saying? Yes, but I'm telling you, he he said that at one point they broke their home and they raped some young girl that was there, and Bobby and then or Rick and and they kind of made him. And he said, "I'm just telling you what he told me." Uh-huh. And he went away, and I've never seen him since. God, I can't remember his name. So um, was he the same age group as these other guys? Yes, was in the same age group. He went to Whiteland High School. Um, like I said, Ricky Akers was the main guy. Okay. And he, he idolized, what was it, the one Dillinger or whatever. They all got in trouble for robbing the Dillinger place in, in Brown County. Oh, jeez. 
at one point. They all, or at least Rick did, and they got, they busted them all, and, and somehow they all got in trouble and, and they went to jail, and or at least this guy did. I mean, it's you know I'm 59 years old. I mean, we're talking what 40 years. Yeah, ago. it is hard. I'm I'm straining everyone's memories, but so basically you're saying the guy that that one guy that you said got was upset and they sort of broke him into this whole thing. He, you the one you can't remember. He he that was one of he got into it because of Acres and that planet was Frost into the um, robbing too. Yeah, he got into. The, I guess they were all thieving. You know uh-huh. what I'm saying? Yeah. And then he's the one kind of told me they kind of graduated to want to rob places when people were at home. Hmm. And he said at that point, I could tell he was very remorse. And like I said, I've heard since then he went real religious mood, you know, and he's, he's, you know, he was very sorry. Frost, you mean? Frost was very sorry. I can't remember his name. Oh, you're talking about the other guy. Donnie something. Donnie something? Yes. In this interview, Rick and I will discuss two different Donnies. Both were also mentioned to me by Bobby Frost in his interview. Frost lived with both Donnies at one point, and they were all running buddies in the same group with Rick Akers and Dave L. Planip. Huh. I think I think Frost might have mentioned a Donnie. There were two different names, two Donnies that he had lived with at some point in an apartment. Yes. He oh. lived with Donnie for a little while. Okay, so it was the Donnie that Frost lived with that was remorseful, you're saying? Yes. When he came to my house one time, he was very remorseful. And he told me a little bit about, like I said, some things that, you know, I wouldn't want to get him in trouble. But, you know, hurting other people and doing things like that, it's very, you shouldn't do that. That's, right, that's, right. That's against God, you know? So what did, exactly. So what did they say, what did you hear related to Laura Morris? What I hear, what Bobby told me. I didn't know much, but I knew they did this stuff. I kind of separated, you know, my friends and we all kind of grew up, you know, in high school. Once I got out of high school, I went to wrestle. Most of us went to work. These boys all started feeding. Mm-hmm. And Bobby told me they did call him because they thought exactly what Bob told me. He said that they, that, that Rick and, and uh, uh, David Aplanta called him wasn't him because he had a truck to help them because they thought the whole family was out of town they was going to go over there and rob the house Bobby told me he had something to do and said I can't go and then next thing everybody the news is the place got robbed or she came up vanishing hmm. but he told me they asked him to help right but he wasn't so, with them he said but he didn't go, is what he says. Okay. Did you have now, any reason to... I'm going to tell you, Bob Frost, I mean, he's he wasn't always to be trusted. Mm. I mean, in my in my years when I was young, I never would do it. I remember when we were in high school, he would make... Them boys would make their own speed and shoot it in their arms, and they'd swell up like... <gasps> you wouldn't believe... Oh, wow. I, mean, I was like, I can't even believe you guys are doing this. They'd make it out of some kind of... Out of the, things you spray in your nose they take they cut them out and do all, i mean i've seen them doing it um, mm. yeah, but you know i was never into doing that you know i mean i smoked a little pot in my life or whatever but i was never into that kind of stuff you know what i'm saying yeah Did i mean you, hell i can't even stand a doctor to give me a shot yeah you know? i know needles i mean dr- doing smoking pot or something's one thing but shoving something into your arm and needles and stuff is yeah mm. and they were making this stuff you know like i said and then they 
I don't know. So he I was ran around with Bobby a little bit in yeah. my life. So did you wonder if he was really involved or not? I don't know. I mean, why would he even tell me if he was involved? Yeah, and that and that's the thing. The story that he's told to police, first of all, was that they that um that Al Planoff had asked him to rob the place, just like you said, because Al Planoff um, didn't have a vehicle, so he needed someone to take him because he couldn't have gone himself. Yeah. Um, and he he even said that he thought Acres and Al Planoff had done it. But he did tell police back in the day when I read one of his his reports that he had gone to the Laura Morris's house at one point and staked it out with Al Planoff. They'd gotten parked the car somewhere on a back road around the house somewhere and walked in there. But when I really? spoke, yeah, but I when I sp- never told me that. Okay. But when I, that's what he told police. But then when I spoke to him in recent days to, for the interview, he distanced himself from all of the going there. All he said is that that he um Planoff wanted to rob the place and they wanted to do it when Laura was there. He said they wanted to do it when Laura was there. And he said, "No, I'm not going to do that." And he said, "Why would you do it when she's there? Why don't you just do it, but he insisted to me that he never robbed the place. He had a, he never robbed anywhere. He didn't do that. He told me that he just no, had. No, he did. He did that shit too. Okay. Now I don't think he was as involved as them two. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of like as Donnie. Um, yeah, the he other. Kinda, yeah, he kind of, you know, would do it here or there. But I don't think he ever got to the extent them two did. Were there any other stories that you heard about what had happened to Laura? Like any gossip around where people were saying, I know what no, happened? we all wondered what happened mm-hmm. and, you know, what what was going on. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, we all wondered, you know, why, what happened to her or whatever, you know. But, you know, God has a way of paying you back for things you do. Yeah. They're both dead. And they both, yeah, and they both took off right after, too. Did you, right afterward, did you see either of them? Like, when you heard about it, did did you run into either of them after it, it happened? No. Hmm. I seen Planup one time because he vanished and went to Florida. Right. Yeah. To get away, right? Yep. Ricky Akers got blown away at the truck saying, I went, I went out on a, not like a date, but Patty, her name was Patty Bridges. Uh-huh. That was Ricky Akers' girlfriend, longtime girlfriend. Mm-hmm. Have you ever talked to her? I haven't. I tried. She didn't get back with me, but <coughs> Frost told me he went out with her, too. Yes. I mean, she kind of come around uh-huh. a little bit after all this happened. She uh-huh. said, uh, which he- she probably didn't have a thing, but that girl knows her. Yeah, I, I would love to talk to her. I did send her a text and she didn't respond. Maybe I'll, I'll send her another one and see. You know, I hate to, I think she must have gone through some shit too, you know, being with Acres during that time. Yes. So I don't want to, you know, re-dig up any trauma for her, you know, because she did, I mean, you when, know. When we were younger, he would, uh, he would rob cars and steal stereos and that's how it started for them boys. I never had the guts to steal. I mean, man, I mean, you know how you were a kid and I mean... Everybody tried once, right? Right, I yeah. Just, I just, <laughs> I couldn't do it, you know? I mean, yeah. it just would freak me out, but, you know, try to do that. I'd get too nervous, you know? I wasn't a thief. Did you hear about, um, like, well, Frost told me a story about how someone named Kenny Weber had taken um, a plant up to the airport or to bus station or something. Um, did you did you know Kenny Weber? 
Yes, I, I hadn't heard that name, but I yes, I know who Kenny Weber is. And I interviewed him, and he said he didn't at all take him to... Um, he said, what he did tell me is he said his car got stolen around in 83 when our planet disappeared again. I guess he had come back into town, and his wife was babysitting our planet's kids. And then the, mm-hmm. the night that his his vehicle went missing, our planet never brought his kids back to be babysat, so he thought he stole his car. It, that could be. I had a car, and my rims kept stolen off of it. I mean, yeah, he would do. And, and Bobby Frost, that type, too. They, they, I found out years afterwards. I had a friend. He's dead now, Jeff Burton. And, um... He had an old piece of crap car, and Bobby, uh, one day he quit running up up on Franklin Road, and windows got bashed out of it. Oh. You know, it wasn't worth putting new bass, you know, this car. And, uh, you know, we were kids, you know. I mean, hell, we'd have to roll down the windows when we could stop the car because the smoke would go by us, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Jeff didn't have much, you know. And then come years later, I find out that, Bobby's the one who did it. Bobby was with him when the car crapped out, and then he went back and bashed his windows out that night. Oh, for God's I mean, sake. <clears throat> yeah, and, you know, I talked to a private investigator that the, Laura's family hired right after right after she went missing, and he told me that the story he recalls that he got, and he interviewed a bunch of friends. You, do you remember speaking to his, um, to the, the Snedeker family private investigator? No, I, I, think I'm, I think the cops come to my place twice, I think. Uh, do, do you see records where they came twice? Yes, I saw records where they spoke to you. I don't have all the statements, but I have a lot of handwritten notes. And your name, that's why I contacted you, because your name was in there and just some short handwritten notes. So I thought, let me call and ask. So what did they? What were they asking you about? Well, the cop came to me asking what you're like, you know, about Laura, what I knew. Right. And I think the first time I didn't know a lot. And then afterwards, I think I'd probably talk to Bob, because... You know, I did talk to him a little bit. I mean, what kind of happens? He ripped people off. You know, we all found out about it, and we all just kind of did away with the man. So, yeah. And but, the thing is, there was a story that got that the private investigator got from other people because he interviewed friends and in, and in, in her in that group too of the you know people that were doing drugs, selling them, whatever. Did, were you aware of, her, of Laura um, doing drugs or selling them or anything? Did you know her personally? No, I wasn't. Okay, so you didn't know her. I mean, I really didn't hang out with. Rice or Laura or anything, I, I, it's hard for me to even remember her. Yeah, yeah. But see, I, I think where they found her body or something was kind of out that way where David Plaintiff lived, didn't he? It was in Shelby County, a cornfield in Shelby County, but it was, Frost told me that it was a straight shot from his house, you know, so many miles, not too far, you know, from where he had lived. So it would certainly be an area where he was familiar with. That's what I was told. Yes. Yeah, that's what I, that's what we've all been told. Like I said, that group of people I don't even really hang hang out with for years, that Donnie, Donnie, I think it's starting to come back to me now, but we're starting to talk. I think what they got busted for, there was another friend that we lived in the trailer court there in South where they went back and stole, and the police came to question them, and they stole this toilet seat that had all these silver quarters and half dollars and everything that a friend of ours in the trailer court Southwood had, his dad had, on the toilet, and they went there and stole that. What were they going to do? Try to get the money out of it, or they just like the toilet seat? No, they put the toilet seat on their thing. Oh, now they got busted. Is the cops came there and talked to them about something else? I don't know what it was. And one of the cops took a ba- went to the bathroom, seen this, and, <laughs> and they got busted by the toilet seat. Jeez. Oh, 
That's how, uh, see, I think Donnie was involved in that, and I, I don't want to get in no trouble. I mean, no, I, in fact, remorse. Frost I mean, told he me. He did tell me about how they escalated and how they wanted to. They were cat burglars, and then they eventually, and how they would do this, uh-huh. what he told me, or it might have been Bobby told me, how they would get find places to go rob is back in the day when there was the trader paper. Mm-hmm. They would look for things and stereo systems and everything and whatever in these stereos, and then they'd go to your house and meet you to look to buy it, case the place out while they're there, and then come back later and rob you. Oh, that makes sense. And with Laura, at Planet knew her because I, I think she got yeah, kills yeah. from him. Bryce and him were good friends. They lived pretty close to each other growing up. Yeah. Huh. What I don't understand is if they went there to rob the place, how does she end up dead? What the hell could have happened? That because she... they probably raped her. The only person, the only way I know this, well, there's another way. Um, a friend of mine... And I was pretty friendly with Donnie Myers. Is his name anywhere in there? I think that both of those Donnies were the ones that Frost mentioned to me. He mentioned two Donnies. Yeah, Donnie Myers kind of got around these guys a little bit. But Donnie Myers always worked and had a... Donnie said that he told him something about his boss or something. and And somebody went there and robbed his boss. And I think sexually molested his daughter or his wife or something. Oh. I mean, Donnie said that they they were known that, that they escalated to the point that they were doing that. That Would they, they were breaking in homes and they wanted the people to be home. Now, I know there at least two rapes that Akers committed, like, in the month before before Laura's murder, right in the, that area. So I know that he was prowling around in that area. What well, would they? How did it work? I mean, were they all attacking the same woman, or was it just? How did? I mean, I don't know. You know, I just got bits. Yeah. I mean, what Donnie doing is they would they break in and they tie everybody up while they were robbed the place, so they they knew where everybody was. Wouldn't be surprised. See, with Laura, her mom was there in the bedroom sleeping, but they might not have even had to go in the house because there's some evidence that she was packing up some of her stuff from the garage into her truck outside. So she literally could have been outside when they drive, drove up, you know? And so she... That could have been. And that would have made it... Made, it would explain why they didn't get in, anything inside the house. Like, you know, maybe. I just... It's so... I, you know, I have no no trouble believing Akers did anything like this because that's what he did, and it was very publicly known, you know. And now you're saying that El Planet was doing the same stuff, and maybe... Now, the two that were tight were the two that's dead. Yeah, exactly, and those are the things. And, you know, we did... Um, I'm working with him, Laura's daughter to help her get her some information, and we had a meeting with the, the Indiana State Police Detective who has the um, case now, and he basically said... Um, I think the people that did it are dead. So that kind of was a clue, you know. I I agree with with what, like I told you in my text. Yeah. I think they're both dead. I'm just wondering if there was anyone else. Because here's the thing. The the private investigator that was hired got a story that he recalled that went something like this. They grabbed Laura against her will, but she tried at some point to make a run for it, and they took a shot at her, and then she was killed in that cornfield. So... 
I was trying to figure out which people in the friend group would have heard that story from Acres or Al Planet because it had to have come from them if they were the ones that did it. So who do you think that Acres or Al Planet would have told? I don't know. They kind of got around some other people there. You know, like I said, I kind of separated from these people because yeah. I kind of knew they were up to no good. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, occasionally I might come around because we were partying, you know? I yeah. Mean, you know, but other than that, I didn't, because actually, I, David a plant, I forget what it was. He pissed me off or did something, man. I mean, I was... I've caught him in a in a motel up off of Thompson Road, and I, I told him I'm gonna hurt you, dude. <laughs> you know, yeah. I'm gonna beat your ass, you know. And, and and I remember Ricky Akers taking me outside and saying, "Look, because I, you know, he's like, you see his eyes, scared man. He goes, you better be afraid of a, a scared man because they'll do whatever they have to do." From that point on, I never went around him. So they were pretty, pretty scary. Were they, yes. did they drug up with those, that speed and whatever before they were doing this stuff? Like, were they all, were they high when they were That's, doing That was when we were younger. Okay. And that was basically Bobby and um, David doing that. Hmm. Uh, Bobby kind of lived in a house off of, uh, I don't know who lived with him or that was off of uh, Emerson Avenue up there. I mean, man, I'd, I'd wake up middle night and these boys would all still be awake. And like I said, they'd have big knots on their arms. And I'm like, just shake my head like, man, I don't, I don't understand you dudes. You know, Jeez. Why you, why you would even do that? What know? kind of drugs were they doing around the time that Laura went missing? Did they do... No, pain? I don't see like I said, I wasn't around them much then. Yeah. So, you know, I'm going to say that was when we were, we were younger. I mean, probably a few years before that. But, you know, you do like that stuff, it'll affect your brain. Well, exactly, and that's what I'm thinking. Bobby Frost had told me that El Planip used to order, like, these large quantities of, like, caffeine pills from Hustler magazine or whatever, and then he'd sell them like amphetamines. And I know that Laura had pills in her purse, and I think she was getting pills from him um, and maybe selling them, and maybe selling them, you know, who knows. But I'm just trying to track down the people that maybe anyone that El Planet or Acres would have talked to. Because I had talked to, like I said, Frost, and because what he had told me changed from what he told police, I was curious as to how much is true or not. And the P.I., the only name he remembered was Frost and he, from all these years later. And he said his recollection was that Frost's um, story seemed to change a bit. Well, he said, now, he is the one that told me they asked him to go, and he, he said he had something to do. Yeah, and that's... But he, but he told me they were they were one to go there and rob the place because they thought everybody was gone. So he said he, they thought everyone was gone, and that's why they wanted to do it. Yes, and, and what I thought, or what I assumed, is they did go there to do it, and, and she was there, and they didn't know it, and she caught them and knew who they were. Right. It's like, oh shit. And the what thing. Do we do now? Right, and the problem is what he told you is not the same as what he told police and told me. What he told police is that they wanted to do it while Laura was there, and he said, "I, you know, we'll wear masks or whatever." And he said, "What if she recognizes our voices?" And then he said, um, "Our plan up said, then we'll kill her." That's what Frost told police. Really? Yeah. So it went further than that. But when he told talked to me, he. And that's what he told me, too. But when he had talked to police, he had actually literally told police that 
some days before this happened, before she went missing, he went with El Plan up there. They parked the car, walked through the field near her house, and they cased it, but they never went in. But when I talked to him, he said that never happened. And I even said to him, well, could you have been so high that you didn't remember it? I mean, you're, you told police that you 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 never, you never went there with him, and you're telling me you don't even know where her house is. So there's yeah, some... I'm shocked he even talks to you. The only reason I would tell you I think he probably didn't, wasn't involved, or if he was, he wouldn't talk to you. Okay, so, I mean, and that right. sort of makes sense. Because I mean, <laughs> you're the only one alive now, and if you're involved, that would be pretty stupid. Yes. You know, he, he, he would be the one that's the closest to anything. That no will, okay. What went on, you know, because like I said, they all kind of knew I kind of didn't agree with anything they were doing, mm. and I backed away from them. So you know, they kind of know that I, you know, I wasn't a thief. I didn't do that stuff, you know. Yeah. And uh, thank God, God was watched over me and didn't let me go down that path with them. You know, yeah, and the cause. problem with, with with Bobby Frost is that he said that exact same thing to me. He said, I had a job. Those guys didn't, and I worked it every day, and I didn't go out and steal like and, they did. And he did. He, he's not lying to you. Bobby's not stupid. You know what I'm saying? Uh-huh. I mean, he was a very good uh, in construction. It's not his own construction company. Huh. I mean, so he's got a point. You know, he was like me. We went to work after school. But he told you me know? he didn't steal. He didn't rob. But he what? He told me that he didn't do any stealing and robbing because he didn't need to because he worked a job. Oh, I, I don't <laughs> know if I believe that. I believe he might have been in the lower end when they first started. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And doing some things, or before he got out of high school and stuff, he probably was hanging and doing some cars, beating and and stealing things out of you know cars. Yeah. Um, they just kept graduating, you know, like I said, and they, like I said, uh, Donnie, they all got busted because he was living with Frost up there in Beach Grove. He told me about that bus. They were, there was two Donnies living with him at the time and Acres was around a lot. And he said both of them, one of them went to prison and the other one he never saw again. But he did say, yes, that's it. And he said he was 17 at the time and they didn't find any of the stolen stuff in his room. So they put, left him to go back with his folks, he said. And the other two went went to jail or prison or whatever. Yeah, Donnie, Donnie, pretty sure, went to jail. Like I said, when he got out, I lived with my dad. So I I moved out with my dad when I was 20. So it must have been when I was 19 or between 19 and 20 years old he like I said he came to my house one time and he kind of broke down and told me some things that I was shocked you know mm-hmm. he's the one that told me that they graduated to from just wanting to break in because he's the one I think told me how they would find out where they because I think I asked how how'd you even know what people had and he said well we'd get the trigger and we'd go find out he said, and then they graduated to this, where they started breaking in and wanting to do it when people were home. Hmm. And there was a what called the West Side Rapist, I think, back then. There was a bunch of that stuff going on at West Side. And somebody afterwards even kind of told me that uh, David Plamp kind of knew the West Side, or one of the two kind of knew the West Side. And so you're saying that it might not have been just Acres, it might have been a group of them doing the raping. There might have been more than just them. Hmm, that's interesting. Like I said, I kind of dug my way stuff away from that all that. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, hmm. I didn't. I didn't want trouble. Like I said, I want to work. You know. And it's and, possible. Uh, it's possible that Frost 
um, was starting to distance himself too because he was okay with the robbing part, but not okay with the violence part. And that know? could be too. Because that, you I know. Mean, come on. If he wasn't doing it, why would they ask him to help? Well, yeah, right. that's true. Or, if yeah. he wasn't a part of it at one point, you know what I'm saying? But if, if Alplanip asked him, it seems like he would have asked someone else. Why, if they, if he asked him and, and and Frost said no, seems like they wanted to get someone else to go. Yeah, and I can't remember. Like I said, I wasn't. Like I said, I kind of got away from that crowd, so I can't really remember who at all that would be. Yeah, because he said he did say he had a truck, and he did say that the reason why they wanted to rob her house is because see that Alplanip had known knew her, had been in that house before, knew they had a lot of TVs and stuff because they were yeah. you know they had money, so they probably would have wanted someone with a bigger vehicle. Yes, that's what my guess is, too. Van or truck, yeah. Yeah, they wanted something to haul. Right. Did he know that Alplanip was doing that raping and stuff? Probably. Because the one thing he did say to me was when they when he asked him, you know, he, he said, I don't didn't know of, of him ever doing any of that stuff. I knew of him stealing, but never any, you know, harming anyone other than just to, you know, take their stuff for money, you know, take... Rob for money, I guess. Yes, they would steal it and then sell it or whatever. Hmm. And, and maybe that's true. Maybe he got away from them whenever that's going on. Like I said, the person who told me this was Donnie. And he 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 was telling you specific stories about violence, like rape and violence well, against he told people. me one specific story. Yeah. He said that they were in the house and he said and they tied the people were home. I think that's what he said. It was a, like Maybe a, they were surprised. And he said that... God, I hate to because I don't know. Well, that's all right. You don't have to tell me. I don't want you to do say anything you're uncomfortable with, and I don't need to know that anyway. But it, was it a case that was solved in the end, or or did they no, never... No, I don't think so. I, I don't even know what the case was. But I, like I said, Donnie did tell me the young girl or whatever, they that Rick, Rick and David had raped her, and they made him do it. So all three of them. Yes, and he said, "Nen." I mean, he was in tears. Oh. And like shit. I said, I hear he moved. Uh, I think he. I don't, I don't even know what happened. So that means they were Acres and Outplanet were taking him or other people. There could have been another person with them that night. There could have been more. Oh Jesus. Yeah, like I said. Now I think God pays you back, and I think them two. I would say probably. Uh, Probably Ricky Akers probably killed her. Yeah. You want to know who who did it, you know, I mean, but David was probably there and probably a part of it, and uh, it wouldn't surprise me they did rape her. Did they carry guns around with them? If they did, I did not know. Yeah. Like I said, I had never really seen them. Now, like I said, I know, I think the reason they was really after Akers were they is because they were after him for this uh, Dillinger thing. What was the Dillinger thing? Oh, it was a museum? Yes, he was fascinated with Dillinger. And he broke in the one that used to be in Brown County. It's no longer there. So it was a Dillinger... They stole some stuff out of guns and stuff, but, you know, they were all inoperable, you know, but... Uh I think that one time when I went to the motel and caught his ass, I forget what that situation was. Either he ripped me off or I thought he had or something. And um, I think they had one of them guns. One of the guns from the Dillinger Museum? Yes. Oh, jeez. 
I hear how he got caught was he kicked the door in and they had a shoe print. Oh, God. <laughs> Jeez. You would think a place like that would have an alarm, wouldn't you? Right, with with things like that, old stuff like that. It's, yeah, because I know that what was they, down in Brown County, Nashville. So I know that he was under, they were um, looking, He, I mean, the feds were literally looking for him. He had like eight rape counts against him at the time they were looking for him. And I, I just think that he was committing crimes all over in different states. So it makes yeah. it harder to gather the information when it's, And then they were know. shoot. he had a shootout with him here in town yeah. and all that. I yeah. remember that, right? He and shot he at a trooper, and then, yeah. And then Patty, he, you know, he called, must called her and wanted to get her and they met her across the border and they, they gunned him down that thing. He went down like Dillinger. Yeah, so they must have used her as, they did say in the paper that they, they it was a ruse to get him to that truck stop, so it must have been her on the call with him to get him to get go to the truck stop. He thought he was meeting her and instead yeah. the, the FBI jumps out and, you know, they shot him. She told me the time I went out with her one time, she told me she was going to all this got over because I think she was under Tots wouldn't let her go nowhere she said when it was all over she was going somewhere changing her name she wasn't talking she was getting the hell away and was never doing anything well I don't blame her I don't blame her that would be scary he's a scary guy Akers was I'm now yeah I'm sure and I and the police she did to be fair she talked to police they interviewed her a couple times she told them everything she knew about Akers and where he might have gotten rid of a gun and what he may have said to her so I mean she did her due diligence she did what she needed to do yeah so that makes sense to say that they wanted to rape yeah like I said I heard they were they were raping women and a lot of these places that they were stealing. Mm -hmm. I mean, all of them probably know something. And no one else that you can think of that's close to that group that would know something. And and I doubt if Donnie Myers at that point would know what happened with Laura. I think, like I said, they went and robbed his boss. And I remember Donnie telling me that. I think they went and robbed my boss and raped his wife or something like that. And so I think he, he'd already broke away from them. So he wouldn't be one of them, you know what I'm saying? But he might know a little more info. Yeah, and it may have just been Al Planet and Apecurs that night. It might have just been it the two of them. It probably was. Yeah. That, them two were tight. And it seems like everybody else was like, whoa, we, we don't want to go this far. You know, everyone else was starting to back up maybe because of how bad it was getting, you know, yes, and how they, much was going on. Everybody, you're right. Everybody was kind of backing away from them. Hmm. And and now that you're telling me there could have even been another person with Acres in that plant up that night, that makes sense that there might be another person who could have gotten that story to the PI out there. Because there's no way that I'll plant up in Acres. Acres didn't even get questioned. They both left town pretty quick. I think. Yes. At, El Planet may have been interviewed before he left town. I don't know. I don't have. An- I'm, pretty, I'm pretty sure. Well, if I remember right, I remember the police because he'd moved to Florida already. So he and he the left. told me that they they went down there and talked to him. They had to go out of town to talk to him. Then he wasn't. Yes, because he moved real quick to Florida. Okay. And I think actually his parents even moved down there too. Yeah, he was working for his dad who had some painting company or something. It yeah. looks like. Yeah. And so I wonder why he came back because he did come back. Um, and he, cause he died in, um, what was it? Nine, I don't know, 92 or something in. He OD, did he? Yes. Yes. I mean, I heard he was back in town. I'd hear people talking about him, but I mean, I never seen him when he came back. Cause yeah. you know, me and his dad kind of got into it once. Hmm. 
because I seen I go to this Wits Inn in Whiteland. I said, it's probably called Whiteland Inn. And his daddy asked me once what I thought happened. I told his dad, do you really want to know my opinion? And he's like, well, yeah. So I told him. I said, I think his son killed her. Oh, and from that point on, hell, he, he didn't like me. Well, I'm sure police talked to him. I mean, it's not like that should have been a surprise. The police... Yeah, I'm sure they talked to him, you know. That, that was the dad. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I mean, but, you know, from that point on, he didn't like me, you know. And I was like, you asked. I told you, don't ask if you don't want to know. So I like think I he... Him, yeah. I know your son was thieving. I know they were robbing. I know they were molesting people. I know they were doing this. I mean, I don't have direct proof. I wasn't around, but I mean... Like I said, I do know what Donnie told me, and like I said, man, I was in tears. And the thing about it that's most upsetting, I think, um, and it's something that I had suspected but I wasn't sure, is that the possibility of a, a sexual assault against Laura Morris because they didn't rob anything. There was nothing taken from the house. So if, they, if that's the case and they are the guys that killed her, something else went on. They were already into that stuff yeah. and doing it. Why would, what would stop them, you know? My my thought was they went there to rob, and then they thought everybody's gone, and, and she caught them, and he's like, uh-oh, what do we do now? Like I said, you tell her, I, I'm, I'm sorry that what happened to her mom. I mean, I, God bless her. Uh, I, I mean, will. I, I want her to find the truth. Yeah, I'll, I'll pass that along. I appreciate it. Thank you. All right. All right, you have a great All right. weekend. All right, you too. Bye-bye. Stay tuned. 